hours it's actually an hour today it's going to be less than that we've got a list of six comics uh not all of them are here yet so we're going to hold for a little bit but enjoy the prints i mean why not uh like two weeks ago i had the hubris of saying oh i could be more entertaining than prince and i tried to do jokes that might have even been last week um but we're gonna listen to some more prints and then when we have a quorum of comedians meaning more than four, so that would be five. We'll we'll get started with the happy hour.
Thanks for holding in there, audience. We're still waiting for some comics. But I'll tell you who's on the list. Why not? Brian Bailey, Adam Close, Ian Langlands, Sean Darum, Brady Pearson, Mike Lussier, uh, and, and me, Pam Benjamin. I'll be doing something at some point, maybe. Uh, but hey, this is an exciting weekend for Maze. Both Brian Bailey and I are both on the 9 o'clock show at Maze. And I'm on it tomorrow at, at 7 to 9. I just, got the, I just got the text. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Mike Evans Jr. and Hella Funny for booking me and always paying. God, I love those guys. This is for plugging things, I should say. Get your tickets for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. If you use the promo code FRIEND, you can get half price off the festival pass, meaning you get access to all 44 shows, podcasts, workshops, classes, and parties. Uh, you get to be cool. You get a t-shirt. And it's only $75 with promo code FRIEND. What a steal! So come out and experience the entire Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. And on Sunday, the 15th, we're going to have the Phoenix Day block party. The, the streets will be closed down in front of Mutiny Radio for a three-hour comedy show. And we'll see. Oh, come on out. It's free, everybody. It's going to be fun. Okay, we'll be right back with comedy here on MutinyRadio.fm and .sf.
We've got a quorum of comedians. They're here. They can be audience for each other. That's going to be great. Uh, this weekend, just so everybody knows, it's hardly strictly bluegrass this weekend. So if you are on shows, they might likely be light <laughs> anywhere we go tonight, wherever we go. Because hardly strictly is like a big thing that people, normal people do. I don't know if you guys knew about that. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, I'm glad you're here. Like I said, we've got six on the list tonight. That's great. Adam's in the potty. Um, your first comedian, he's also on the show tonight, the nine o'clock show at Maze. So that's exciting. Clap your hands together for Brian Bailey. Hey guys. I was like, when I know everybody on a first name basis, this is cool. Except for you, I don't know the kind of, anyways. Um, okay, jokes. Uh, <laughs> here's something. I don't know how to use emojis on Facebook. You guys are all comedians. We're all on Facebook. I don't, I have a good old version of Facebook. I don't have the emojis to react to post. I can only like things. And usually that's fine. It's not a problem. But sometimes a like is not like appropriate for the situation. Like, like my aunt recently died. And my cousin posted about it on Facebook. And my whole family's reacting with like prayer emojis and like the crying face. And then it's just me being like, thumbs up, you know? It's just not appropriate. I don't know, I feel like it doesn't read, I'm sorry for your loss, more so like, bitch had it coming, you know? So I don't know, I feel like I, I got like worried about it. Like my family's gonna all think I hated my aunt. So I was like, I'll comment on the post, something simple like rip Aunt Judy. But my phone also does a thing where it auto-corrects words that aren't misspelled, but that I just don't use very often into words that I use frequently. So instead of commenting rip Aunt Judy, I commented rip cunt Judy. And I'm banned from Thanksgiving. I don't know since we're just all comments. I don't know if that joke is better on paper. Does ant translate to cunt? Does that the auto-correct because it's one letter apart? I feel like it's a better on paper joke, but we're doing it. Um, you guys see, I can only do this joke for... Like another week. Did you guys see the Bradley Cooper movie Maestro? When he's playing the Jewish composer Leonard Bernstein, he had a controversy. There's a lot of controversy around it because he wore a big prosthetic nose the whole movie. And people online they're mad at him. They're accusing him of doing Jew face. But I don't know. I think calling it Jew face is far more offensive than actually doing it. <laughs> I think he was just playing a character. His, the guy's kids came out and defended him. You know, that like, our dad had a big nose. What do you want? I think people online just want an excuse to say Jew face. <laughs> I think that's what's going on there. Speaking of slurs, um, I think it's weird that we still say oriental rugs. I think that's an odd. It's the only piece of home decor that still has a slur worked into the name. Like, I can't imagine walking into a furniture store and being like, I'll oh, take one oriental rug and one Chinaman clock. I think it really is gonna tie the room together. Those are the only two Asian slurs I can get away with saying. Let me know if you think of a third. Uh, <laughs> I got some loaded. Well, because I just feel like Oriental, Oriental and Chinaman are so outdated. It's not offensive anymore, you know? Anyways. Um, I live in the hood. I recently learned that. I live in Bayview. I didn't know it was the hood. I thought I just moved into a diverse neighborhood. Turns out I am the diversity there. Uh, but I have friends from the hood, and they're all like, I'm going to ask you a few questions. We'll let you know if you're really living in the hood. I'm like, all right, sure. I went to a liquor store down the street. Do they sell Lucy's? Translation for all the white people in the room. It's an individual cigarette is a Lucy. And I was like, they do. 
He's like, let's point for the hood. He's like, is there a store that sells both cell phones and knives? I was like, there is. How did you know that? Let's point for the hood. Do people stop at stop signs? I'm like, people don't stop at red lights. He's like, that's another point for the hood. And then he goes, that gun and knife store, the cell phone and knife store, where is it? And this is true. I'm like, it's right next to Gold Teeth USA. So I live in the hood. So he was done asking questions after that one. Certified live in the hood. Uh, speaking of, the corner store by my house, I don't know if this is relatable. They sell condoms like behind the counter so that people don't steal them and stuff. And, you know, sometimes when you're in a rush, I don't really think about it. So I'm like, hey, I just need condoms. Any brand will do. And then the guy brings out Magnum condoms. So I have to be like, okay. Any brand except for those. Like, I feel like he was testing me. He, like, wanted to embarrass me. I live in the hood. There's a line of black guys behind me. He's like, any brand? Okay. We'll see about that. Either that or he was hitting on me. I'm not sure which one. One of the two. That's good. Uh, speaking of, I went to Planned Parenthood for the second time recently. That was cool. I went because the condoms they gave me the first time did not work. Uh, free condoms. You get what you pay for. I learned that lesson the hard way. Another thing I learned about Planned Parenthood, they don't like it when you call it the abortion store. Did you guys know that? They don't find it funny at all. I thought it was kind of clever, catchy. And the lady got mad at me. She was like, we do other things. And I was like, yeah, well, McDonald's has salads, but we all know why we're here. Okay, that's it. Thanks so much. Bye. Yay, Brian Bailey. He's picking up chicks at the abortion store because he knows they're all sluts. Why would they be there in the first place? Uh, that's actually a joke from, uh, that's a joke from Dogma. Uh, hey, uh, Brian, another, it's not a slur, but a piece of furniture that has Chinese stuff on it is called chinoiserie. Like I have, a, I have like a table, I used to work at Ethan Allen and I have a little table and it's, it has a little, you know, Asian painting on it and it's called chinoiserie. It's not a, it's not a slur, but chinoiserie. It's like the French version of China. I don't know. Well, that was great. Your next comedian. Oh my gosh. What, you look like the gayest lumberjack I've ever seen. That is amazing. I love your hat. Put your hands together, everyone, for Adam Close. Woo! How did, I'm going to do some Latin jokes. How did Occidental get away with not being a slur? It means West. Oriental means East. Do you guys know that? Oriental doesn't mean like people from China. It's the Latin word for East. Occidental College, Western College, the Far East, Oriental. It's just dumb idiots and we haven't changed the words, guys. Um, Chinaman, also not a slur, right? I am a Milpitas man. Uh, it just kind of, that one just kind of got butchered. Don't say Chinaman. Oriental, if you're talking about things, you can say that. Don't call people oriental. Uh, you heard it here first. <laughs> also, hardly strictly blue bluegrass. You guys know about that? Um, what do you guys think it is? You think it's like a bunch of hippies hanging out in the park? Or, or, I mean, that's what it is. or do you think it's a tax loophole from an elitist peninsula family with old money that donates that money for a concert so that they don't have to pay taxes. I'll tell you what, it's both. Do some research, guys. Knowledge is power. I know I look like this, but Wikipedia is free. Um, everyone's been talking about abortions recently. Roe v. Wade. Um, and I, 
I had no idea RoboCop fought Dwayne Wade. All right. Um, no, I know what Roe v. Wade's about, 1973. And I'm not going to stand for this admonishment of women's rights. I'm going to the Supreme Court. I booked my flight to D.C. I'm going to crack some skulls. And trust me, when I'm done with them, they'll be begging for abortions. That means that's a, I'm, I'm going to rape the Supreme Court, guys. That's what, that's what that joke means. Uh, my comedy career is obviously going very well. Um, I have daydreams, regular daydreams about it going like all the way well. Netflix special, Hollywood, scandals, right? And uh, sometimes those daydreams end with my beautiful wife looking up at me, shaking her head, saying, Hollywood changed you. And, uh, you know, it's, it's funny because in the dreams, she's absolutely right. In the daydreams, uh, she's telling me Hollywood changed you. But in the daydreams, I have uh, my chest, my shirt's all unbuttoned. I have a big gold chain. I'm on a waterbed. I got gold teeth. I'm a black guy. <laughs> Classic Hollywood. Claimed another one. That joke doesn't make any sense. Um, here's the thing about bumper stickers, guys. Nobody fucking asked you. Just merge. Stanford mom, I don't care. Just merge. NRA? Shoot yourself in the head. Just merge. Coexist? I'd rather not. Just fucking merge. <laughs> cool. Uh, I wrote a Sammy Obeyed joke today, guys. You want to hear it? It's fucking terrible. Uh, in high school, I was really political. I was all political. Uh, me and my friends, a bunch of white guys, we all wore tall tees. We had bald head fades, long sideburns, earrings. We were part of the wig party. It's a wig a joke. My sister told me not to do it. I texted to her today. She said, that's a no for me, dog. Um, I ignored her advice. Thank you, Pam. Be the last time I do that. All right. Okay. This is just a thought. I'm glad there's a bunch of guys here. Um, let's see how it goes. You guys ever been approached by a prostitute? And you're like, this is different. This is not normally the way women talk to me. I'm trying to figure out a way to explain that interaction to a younger man who has not had it before. So they can be on the prowl for it. So they don't fall susceptible to these Jezebels. Um, and all I can come up with is, hey man, listen. If you're in a city and a woman is talking to you, she wants your money. That's a prostitute. But I don't really think that's uh, accurate because women have spoken to me before and not been straight up prostitutes. So I don't know. I don't know. Send me your notes. Tag me at uh, Connor Lonsdale. For Adam Close. I get propositioned by men for sex on the street all the time. Like it's, it's very common in the... 
It's happened multiple times. Well, I've been, that's why I don't go to Edinburgh usually anymore. Is I, when I'm waiting outside of Edinburgh for it to open, a guy, a couple times, different guys have walked up to me and said, hey, are you working? No. And I, yeah. And, I, and that's the thing that makes me crazy. I really don't feel like I give off a sex worker vibe. I feel like I give off a high school art teacher vibe or like your mom vibe. Not fucking, I'll fuck you for money vibe. What is that? Where is that coming from? I don't, I don't know how I'm, that's. A cast of what? Thank you. Thank you, Ian. That's really sweet. I don't look like an aging prostitute. It's just they're casting a wide net. Uh, your next comedian is such a funny young man. Put your hands together for Ian Langland. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for coming out for me. Um, I was watching football on Sunday. There's this funny tradition they do in football. Before the game starts, they fly like military planes over the stadium during the national anthem. That's a, that's a really funny tradition we have. You know, I feel like it's a straight, especially since like our military spending is 90% more than like the entire world's GDP. And they're like, what do you guys do with that money? It's like, we just build planes and do fucking flips and shit with them before we play football. It's pretty sick. You guys should try it. Also, I looked it up and like those planes are like active. Like they're real, they're actually used which means there's some pilot that like bombed a village in the Middle East. He's like, oh shit, I gotta be in Jacksonville in an hour and a half. Okay. Uh, staying on that, I guess, 9-11 uh, did just pass, you know, moment of silence. Okay, that's enough. 9-11 uh, passed, um, I was two years old when 9-11 happened, uh, which is, yeah, it's cr pretty crazy. My, my, my diaper was full by the time the Pentagon got hit, so uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, I was two years old and people are always like, Ian, never forget. I'm like, I don't remember. So that doesn't seem fair. Okay. I was two. But it's funny when people find out how young I was for 9-11, they're like, well, what's your 9-11, Ian? Like, what's your traumatic event that changed your life? There's a couple options. You can say the stock market crash. You can say COVID. But I think for me, I think it was when they recalled Pluto as a planet. I think that's what did it for me, you guys. I was like, what'd they do to my homie Pluto? What the fuck? That's my man. I even reacted the same way as you would when you saw 9-11. I'm like, give me a gun. Where do I go to invade? NASA? Let's go right now. They're dead. Okay. Uh, a couple of years ago, my, my grandmother passed away. My grandma passed away. Very sad. Uh, we had to put her down. Um I know, but she uh, she she died. People like to people like to say when when someone dies, they go, uh, "If there's ever anything you need, don't hesitate to reach out." I was asked that so many times, yet I never received the cocaine I asked for, which seems like a disingenuous question, right? As too open ended. They either do that or they bring you food. People like to bring you food, like the audacity to think your cooking is going to make anybody feel better, you know? Like I've never been eating food and been like, "Wow, who would have thought?" that getting over my dead grandmother was corn casserole. This is it. Thank you so much. Most of the food is shitty. Most of it is bad. You know, learn how to season first, Aunt Carol, before you bring me that shit. Or at least come back with some cocaine so my mouth is so numb that I can't taste anything. At least do that, okay? Um, I, uh, okay. I was, uh, I, I've learned that it's very hard to be progressive but also supportive boyfriend. It's very hard to be both of those things. My girlfriend, she's very insecure about her weight. She's like, I don't like my body. I feel like I'm, I'm too fat. And I'm like, hey, all bodies are beautiful. But also, don't listen to me. I'm a man, okay? You can't trust me. Honestly, you should be canceled for even dating a man. How dare you support patriarchal structures? I'm out of here. Okay, good. 
Um, during the pandemic, I subscribed to an OnlyFans. I did it, you guys. I did it. Uh, you know, subscribing to OnlyFans, it made me feel like I was an NBA scout. That's how I felt. I was like, I've been watching your Instagram for some time now. I think I'm going to give you a 10-day contract. I like what I see. Uh, but as soon as that post-nut clarity hits, you will be traded to the Houston Rockets. So just buckle up for that. I don't know. I didn't like. I didn't like subscribing to OnlyFans. Like, you know how horny you have to be to retrieve your wallet. It's a low point, you guys. It didn't feel good. I'm like googling what a CVV is with my pants around my ankles. That was bad. I didn't want to put all the information in, so I did scan, you know, and I could just see my bare legs in the shot. I'm like, who am I becoming? You have to like, ma you have to like make, you have to make an account for OnlyFans, and I had to like, <laughs> you have to like make a username. I just went with not Ian Langlands. I don't think they're ever, they're never gonna figure it out. They'll never catch me. But I, I deleted it like after a week. I, I felt too guilty about it. So, but I, I didn't want to pay for it the month that I subscribed. <laughs> so I disputed it on Bank of America. So I was like on the phone with them and I'm like, can you take that? That's not my, that's not my charge. And they're like, which one? I'm like the one after the Amazon. They're like, you gotta be more specific. There's a lot of Amazon purchases. I'm like, oh, it's, it's our chocolate munch fest live stream 2.0. That one, I don't know how that got there. Couldn't be me though. Okay. All right, good. Good, good, good. I was, uh, I get sleep paralysis. Um, has anybody else ever had sleep paralysis? It's pretty common, I think, right? Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Uh, I get, I get it, and it, it's, it's, it's this thing where it's like your, your body, you can't move your body, but your eyes and like brain are awake. So, you, but you start to like hallucinate things, and it's never fun. Like it's always like a shadowy goblin or like a demon, and it's never my friend Derek's mom, which I wish that would be fun. <laughs> I'm like, do your worst, Martha. You know, that would be good. But no, it never is. And they say they say they say the a good cure for sleep paralysis is weed, is to smoke weed. Yeah, the only thing scarier than not being able to move your body is being high while not being able to move your body. That sounds like an actual nightmare. Okay, that's all I got. Thank you, Pam. Bye. Yay, Ian Langlands. I do think the answer to everything is smoking more pot. I think that that's a fair answer. Uh, we've only got a couple left on the list, everybody. Stick around for your next comedian. It's Sean Darren. Hello, my friends. I can call you that. Hi, Adam. I like your outfit. It's okay. You look like you're gonna raid the lowercase. You guys can think about that for a little bit. Because it's called the capital. But he looks way lamer. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna I I'm just gonna move on. I have things that are worse that I've written down to say, so let's get to them. I have a I have a friend that um or I grew up with a guy who is my friend. And uh, he was really ugly. I don't mean that as like an insult. He just grew up that way, you know. Like I know some people say like, oh, it's our, it's just societal standards, you know. But like in every society, this guy's ugly. Like even if there was a place where they didn't have the word for ugly, if he walked in the room, they would be like, that guy's indescribable. And uh, I have a story attached to that, but I'm not going to say it because it's, it's long and doesn't make sense right now. So let's move on. 
Um, I, I not not to brag, but um, my my birth was planned. It was a terrible plan, but it was it was a plan. Like uh, my dad actually told me that he knew when I was conceived because um, it was the weekend before he was going to go see his therapist and he knew the therapist would tell him to not have a kid. So he wanted to get that done first. And um, I don't know, it kind of made me realize like people act like it's bad to be an accident, but I feel like people who have children on accident are way more equipped to have kids. Cause like when people start telling me that they're planning to have kids, they always seem insane, like especially when they're single. And also like the more specific they get, the more crazy they seem like when they say a number of kids they want to have. And, um, that's the end of that. Cause I didn't write anything else. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about this. I, uh, so I work with special needs adults and one thing that's been nice is, um, like, I've always been terrible at handshakes because of my skin. And, um, but now I've learned I can crush at some special needs handshakes. I'm insane at those. I think it's my speed. And it's also like the practice I've been needing. But okay. This is going to get worse here. So tune in. It did make me wonder. Like is our handshakes. Are there other things I'm not thinking of like handshakes that um make me really white? You know, because I know like the obvious ones like dancing and the way I walk and um, my cooking, but it made me think, is there anything else out there that I'm not thinking of? And Pam is going to hate this joke. Like I was thinking, does a, do I jack off white? You know, I've, I've never seen a black dude jack off. Like, maybe this is the equivalent of the white handshake. There's no rhythm to what I do. And I'm not going to continue this anymore. Okay. Good. This is this is why I should probably write more before I start saying ideas on stage. All right. Cool. Yep. I don't have anything else. All right. Goodbye, guys. Sean Durham, working out those masturbation jokes. Do all comedy scenes, does every guy talk about their dick, or is that just San Francisco? I'm just wondering if every comedian in every town everywhere talks about jizzing and coming constantly, or if it's just San Francisco. It's everywhere? It's everywhere. Okay. It's, it's just, it's so, it's just, it's just so base and sad. It's like, aren't you, didn't you go to college? Like, can you talk about something other than your dick like a 13-year-old boy? Like, I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm just kind of sick of hearing about everyone's dicks because I'm not getting any. So, oh, bitter old woman. But no, seriously, like, I'm, I'm sick of hearing about your dicks, you guys. 
uh, be better. Write better jokes. Your next comedian, I'm sorry, I'm just saying, it's like, it, I don't go up and talk about my clit constantly or periods or whatever. And if I did, they'd be like, oh, you talk about periods, it's gross. But no one has a problem where you all every day talk about your dick. Uh, the one person who should talk about dicks, because he probably sees more of them than the rest of you, is your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Brady Pearson. All of the things you are to me. Well, goddammit, I guess all I have are my faggot dick jokes. What am I gonna... What the fuck am I gonna do? Shit. Okay, so one thing that you may not know... So I've been reading on the um, internet recently that men think about um, Rome every few, every few seconds, right? Do you guys think about it? Do you guys think about the Roman Empire? About like this... But, but every day. Like, but, but we think about it every day, right? We think about it every day. And it's true, I find myself totally talking about Rome all the time or thinking about Rome all the time. It, it comes, it comes uh, into, my, into my feeds and I look at it and I'm like, wow, that's so exciting. Did you know that the history of the handshake going back to that is from Rome? And what they would used to do is they would reach out their hands and they would actually cup each other's balls. You want to try to shake my hand? Come on, let's just try it. That's true, that was very special that one night. <laughs> I'll always remember it. You know, and I'm, I just turned 53, thank you, give it to me. And, you know, um, I kind of think like, what, I haven't always been this brilliant homosexual as you see before you, right? I was kind of questioning, didn't know all these things, and so I remember when I was in like fourth, fifth grade, and we, this is back when we had education, so I was taking Spanish in, in grade school, right? So. Senor Alvarez, he's this guy, he's this fantastic man. He's, he said, I will teach you the Castilian Spanish, not that filthy Mexican Spanish they teach you here. Very sweet man. And we, we were teaching for a while, and, and out of nowhere, and he's a super Catholic, and he was very, very that. And he looks at me one day, he's like, Brady, you, someday, you be priest. And I was like, oh my God, how did he know I'm gay? <laughs> That was some freaky shit. I was like, and I asked my friend the other day, he's like, was he, was he outing me? He's like, yeah. Yeah, he kind of was. And I also read recently, like, it's really tough when you learn more about your heroes that they're just like normal people. I've been living with this for a while and I want to share with you. Like, I just found out that Dracula was vegan. No, seriously. Dracula, the villain. A vegan, that's so disappointing. He's just some fucking hippie. Okay, that's not going so well. See, we're all trying new jokes here, people. We are all trying new stuff, and I'm trying not to talk about my dick, but I don't know what else to do. I don't know, I don't know, I don't feel comfortable. Now Now I'm gonna get some HR issue, like, <laughs> some HR issue in the comic box going, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it come. I mean, if it's it's kind of like pan, like it, it, it's ethically it, well, not necessarily. I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> let's be clear. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Do I got to come, guy? You want? You want, Are you volunteering? I mean, totally. I mean, I think I could survive, and I've tried. I mean, I think that has been supplemented me like over Folsom. It's definitely a pick me up. And thank God, it, you know, I can't get pregnant from it. I mean, I mean, what do butt babies do? 
nothing. Fall out. They just fall out. Okay, we're trying to do all these different jokes today, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, and one more. Um, let me see if I can find it. Nah. Yeah, we're all we're all having a great night today, people. Hey, recording. We're having a great night here. Going to our notes one last time. Anything good here? That didn't work. Okay, well, then I'm just going to sing. Fuck it. This is from, based on my fulsome experience. So. Your son will come out tomorrow. Better be a bottom and he'll swallow. Oh, my. Come, come on, people. He'll be gay, but he won't. Be lonely in the back here. I'll jizz on his chin. He'll grin and say, tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll bottom tomorrow. It's only a gay away. Thank you, gentlemen. I'm Brady. Brady Pearson, everyone. That was lovely. See him host during the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival at OMG. Uh, we have two comics left on the list. Put your hands together for Michael Lussier. Thank you, Pam. As always. So, I was driving the other day. And I saw a sticker rear window of the car in front of me that said, defund Armenia. And I was like, I didn't know we could do that. But all right, sounds good to me. Um, but then I got closer and I realized it actually said defend Armenia. And I probably shouldn't have been driving, but... Um, you know, usually I'm not driving, or a lot of the times... I'm not driving, not like due to brokenness or anything like that, but because I care about the environment, you guys. So yeah, I'm a bit of a hero. Um, while we're on the topic of heroes, actually real quick, have you guys heard like people who take mushrooms will sometimes describe a five gram dose of mushrooms as a hero's dose? I hate it. I can't stand that. Uh, you're not a hero. You just took a lot of drugs. You know what I mean? Um, when I was a kid, I took a lot of drugs and no one called me a hero. It just made everybody in my life mad at me. But anyways, um, one thing I've noticed like when I'm walking as a pedestrian is there's nowhere to go to the bathroom, you know, like if you're a person, right? Like I've had to buy like a coffee or something so many times just so that I can like use the restroom somewhere and it got me thinking about that Japanese guy who spent $15,000 on that dog costume. I don't know if you saw that, but it's a pretty good costume. And I'm going to get one. And guys, trust me, when I get this costume, I'm going to be pissing and shitting everywhere. Uh, and like white women will come up to me and rub my belly and tell me I'm a good boy and stuff. So that's going to be cool. Uh, the other thing I notice a lot when I'm walking and even sometimes when I'm driving is there's all these driverless cars. You've seen those? Yeah. Can we start throwing rocks at those, please? Is anybody with me on that? Great. Um, I mean, I'm going to start doing it. I, uh, I can't tell you how many times I've been in a situation where 
I've wanted to throw something at, at a driverless car or sometimes even a car with a driver in it, depending, you know, certain races and genders and stuff, uh, mostly, but, oh, and speaking of Asian slurs, um, my question is, how'd they get in the armor? No, um, all right, guys. So anyways, we got to start throwing rocks. We got to normalize carrying rocks around in your pocket. Um, because I am tired of like, I get stopped at security and they're like, what are all these rocks in your pocket? And it's like, you know, if you play your cards right or whatever, you won't find out. But if you're bad at driving or you do something else to piss me off, you'll see. I've thought about throwing like vapes at them. That's one of the advantages of these disposable vapes is like, you know, if it's near the end of its life as a nicotine delivery system, uh, it's very rock like, you know, and, and a lot of these still like, it's kind of like a Hanukkah situation. Like there's like always a little bit more in there. Like it kind of never ends. Um, and I guess if you throw a vape in someone's car, not only will you maybe hit them, but they also could get addicted to nicotine which would be pretty funny. Um, so Ian, you were talking about watching football, right? That's sick, dude. Football's cool. Uh, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but, but, uh, like during cancer awareness month, sometimes they'll wear shirts on the sidelines that say intercept cancer. Uh, if you intercept cancer, then you have cancer, dumbass. But, uh, and I'll leave you guys with this. I was watching the Ohio State Notre Dame game. I think it was last weekend, and uh, it's a great game. Ohio State won, last minute drive, and they interviewed the coach afterwards, and he said uh, a bunch of funny shit. But but he was focusing on the Ohio thing, and he was like, "I'm proud to be from Ohio. It's Ohio versus everybody. That's always how it's been." And I, I was just like, "No one gives a fuck that you're from Ohio." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. But my dad's from Ohio. I showed him the clip and he was like, yeah, people are always underestimating people from Ohio. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, like, like we're all up at night. Like, how are we going to stop these people from Ohio going to meetings and shit? Like nobody fucking cares. But, um, I love my dad. He's cool. All right. Thanks guys. Yay. Michael Lucier. That was really funny. Uh, I also agree with throwing rocks at those silly cars. All right, your next comedian. Clap your hands together for Raphael Wolfgang. Uh, what? What did you just say? Who told this guy I went to UCLA? Who told him? Oh, that's right. Yeah, you have seen that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anyway, awkward. Okay, uh, so uh, I'm gonna tell you guys a little bit about myself. Um, my mom was a major conspiracy theorist. Uh, that's weird. That's a weird way to grow up. I don't know if any of you other guys have like a family member who gets a little too crazy with it. But it's really weird growing up with like when like your mom's a conspiracy theorist because like everyone thinks their parents are super smart growing up, right? Like I thought my mom was wicked smart because she knew shit that nobody else fucking knew, right? She was way ahead of her time. She was like Isaac Newton if all of his theories just ended up being completely fucking wrong you know like he just never hit a bullseye in his fucking life like i'd literally be on the playground with my friends as a kid and my friends would come up to me they'd be like hey did you know that frogs give you warts i was like frogs don't give you warts you fucking idiot the frogs make you gay <laughs> 
You know, conspiracy theories are weird because, like, in a way, like, you actually need to be kind of smart to come up with a conspiracy theory because they're complicated, right? You need to connect connect a lot of dots. But just because you're smart, it doesn't mean you're right, right? Like, there's plenty of people out there who are way smarter than me who are still just completely wrong about everything. Like those douchebags at NASA. <laughs> if fucking just because I fail geometry, you think I don't know what a circle looks like? You can't fool me. If the Earth is round, explain flatulence. You gassy bitch. Uh. <laughs> um, <laughs> here's what I don't understand about flat earthers. I seriously don't understand the flat with flat. Was why? Why would? Why the fuck would anybody lie about that? I don't understand why anyone would lie about that. Well, I'll tell you why. I don't know. I literally couldn't even come up with a joke reason. What? Is, what would the real reason possibly be? I couldn't even come up with a fake joke reason why someone would lie about the flat Earth. Um, I literally took pen to paper, couldn't think of anything. <laughs> Maybe next time I'll have something. Conspiracy theories are, uh, conspiracy theories are mainstream now. That's weird. I feel like conspiracy theories, nowadays everyone is a conspiracy theorist, you know? Like, it used to be all shameful, you know? Like, you didn't want people to know you were a conspiracy theorist. It's a little bit like what being gay used to be, right? Like, you... <laughs> You could lose your job if people found out. You got shunned by society. You had to keep it a secret. No matter how bad you wanted to tell people about the anal probe, you had to keep it a secret. Couldn't tell people about the tall, thin man who fucked you in the ass. <laughs> it's mostly Joe Rogan's fault, right? Because that's that, like, the old school conspiracy theorists were built differently, right? They were all, like, dark and weird. Now Joe Rogan's kind of like, you know, the new school guys, they're all kind of dumb and uppity and fucking lighthearted. Like, I was talking to a buddy of mine the other day who listens to Joe Rogan. And he was like, hey, did you know that uh, Moses talked to God through a burning bush in the Middle East? And that bush might have been weed. And I was like, no, 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 no. You got it all wrong. Bush burned the Twin Towers and blamed it on a dude named Moses. And then we got stuck in the Middle East for 20 years and never got out of the weeds. Technically strong, I don't think it's very funny. <laughs> Technically, the it matches up. I don't think it was that funny, but whatever. Uh, anyway, that's all I got. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, give it up for your host, everybody. Woo! Hey, new stuff by Raphael Wolfgang. That's exciting. Okay, I just want to run one one joke. I didn't know you were a fucking winner. You won something. You're like you were like all division one something special. You're special and important, and you won things. Uh, yeah. Did you also? Did, all American. He was all American in the Pac-12, which, which is a big fucking deal. It's not, it's nothing did you also? Did you also get a 4.0? You're a winner. I can tell you're a winner. Oh, okay. All right. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah. What's your? So yeah, he's a winner. He's a winner. Good for you. Um, uh, did you win the science fair too when you were a kid? You didn't. Did anyone win the science fair? You did. That's amazing. I never won the science fair and I always wanted to win. Uh, but now that'll never happen because I won't ever birth a baby. I'm, it's, it's done. I'm actually thinking about getting... Um, a tattoo on my uterus to commemorate its disuse of a tiny skeleton baby kitten, kitten, like a little curled up kitten right there. Isn't that cute? Uh, because I've never won the science fair and I'm not going to have any children. And so how am I ever going to do this? So, but I do have some science fair ideas I came up with. You know, I, I go home sometimes at night and I think about science fair projects that my 
aborted children could have won because one of them would be in fifth grade right now. So together. But I didn't have any kids because I'm an alcoholic. I really love drinking. I've really changed my whole life and made a lot of choices to be able to drink whenever I want. And having children isn't a part of that. But this is the science fair idea. Uh, It deals with basic chemistry. So what I need is uh, a fifth grader with a thermometer and a cup and a timer. And we get, we get eight ounces of water, put it in the refrigerator. And let's say it's 38 degrees. Because in the morning, I pound water. And then the child times how long it takes me to vomit. But not in the sink or the toilet. No, in a cup. And then the child takes the temperature of the water. And we see how many calories I burned being an alcoholic. Basic chemistry, right? I could win the science fair. Uh, Another idea is to um, find out which muni bus is truly the most disgusting. (laughs) Can you catch chlamydia from the 22? What is that liquid on the nine? A child with litmus paper and some swabs? We're going to get to the bottom of this. The answer is the 19, by the way. The 19 Polk is the most disgusting bus. Uh, My other science fair idea is more of an anthropological study. I think that everything the government has told us Well, everything anyone's ever told us is incorrect because we put the T-Rex bones back together wrong. T-Rex bones. They make no sense. They've got little little arms and big beefy legs and this strange hip cap that like forces them over when they have an articulated spine from their head to their tail. The hubris of man to take the biggest, coolest dinosaur and put it on two legs like a person. No. You take that weird hip cap, flip it over, you make it a breastbone. And then those big beefy legs become big beefy wings. And you move those little little arms, move them down, they become legs. T-Rex was a dragon. Right? T-Rex was a dragon. Why would there be all this fucking dragon mythology? Why St. George and the dragon? The, The Japanese people love dragons. The Chinese people get inside dragons. The Danish people, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Why? Why all the dragons? Because T-Rex was a dragon. Okay, thank you. It's true. One last conspiracy theory, um, because you were talking about them. I think, this is a conspiracy theory I made up, but I believe it holds water. I think that Martha Stewart was framed for insider trading so that she would be made a felon so that she could never be the president of the United States. Checks out. She had an apprentice too. Trump had an apprentice. She had an apprentice. She has actual businesses that work and make money 27 magazines she's incredible it it was a setup martha was framed because she's supposed to be the president of the united states she'd be the first she people would actually vote for her no every woman would vote for martha she'd be the first woman president is she jewish she's not jewish is martha stewart jewish she certainly hides that well well no that was her husband i don't think she i think she's pretty waspy I, we're gonna, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look that up because that would be amazing if we could have a. If we could have a. If we could have a real uh, Jap for a. No Jewish American princess. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um, she's the original. I need to. I need to look that up because that actually you're gonna make me make new conspiracy theories. What if I start going around saying that Martha Stewart's Jewish? <laughs> we're, we're listening to. You. All right. Thank you guys for staying the whole time, and um, everybody have good nights and good shows and all that stuff. And we'll be back. Yeah, she could be. She's Polish. She's very pretty. And we'll be back tomorrow at Atlas at 2 o'clock. And get your tickets for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Okay, bye.
James used to say. I like him fat. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs>
Town on a mutiny radio.fm. If you're getting ready to get down to the sound of a little record, this show's for you. And uh, if you can stand by Benny King, he'll give you a supernatural thing.
Hey!
stars come out at night. After closing time, at the guns he fell, I detect the El Supremo from the room at the top of the stairs. Unravel, I found this to be true. While the poor people sleeping, keep the shade on the light. While the poor people sleeping, all the stars come out at night. While the poor people sleeping, keep the shade on the light. While the poor people sleeping, all the stars come out at night.
till you worship the work of your own hands. You'll be serving strangers in a strange forsaken land. Trouble in man. Daylight come and we won't go home. Six foot, seven foot, eight foot punch. Daylight come and we won't go home. Six foot, seven foot, eight foot punch. Daylight come and we won't go home. Daylight come and we won't go home. Daylight come and we won't go home. Daylight come and
Down the way where the nights are gay And the sun shines daily on the mountain top I took a trip on a sailing ship And when I reached Jamaica I made a stop Sad to say I'm on my way Won't be back for many a day My heart is down, my head is turning around I had to leave a little girl in Kingston town Down at the market you can hear ladies cry out While on their heads they bear Aki rice salt fish are nice And the rum is fine any time of year But I'm sad to say I'm on my way Won't be back for many a day My heart is down, my head is turning around I had to leave a little girl in Kingston town Sounds of laughter everywhere And the dancing girls swing and fro I must declare my heart is there though I've been from Maine to Mexico 
good or time Sad to say I'm on my way Won't be back for many a day My heart is down, my head is turning around I had to leave a little girl in Kingston town
You lost in a dream. 